You're listening to The Pedestal from Mike on Much. Presented by Much Studios. This is The Pedestal. I am your host, Mike Veerman. You might know me from the Mike on Much podcast. We are joined by another member of the Mike on Much podcast, Shane Cunningham. You might know me from Mike on Much. And we are here with our friend, tall, good-looking Mensa member. We'll be the first one to let you know all of those things. What? <laughs> Award-winning, wonderful man, and my basketball friend. basketball player. Great basketball player. Uh, Jonathan Popolis. How's it going? It's going great. How you doing? Fantastic. Guys, this is uh, an exciting episode for us because, you know, for you listeners, you might be listening in, in a sort of non-sequential order, but for us, this is our season finale. We set out to do 10 episodes, 10 films, and decide what should stay on and what should be knocked off the pedestal, and this is our last one. Mm-hmm. Do you think anyone's listening to this one first? Yeah, probably. It's a pretty hot movie. Yeah? Oh, I, yeah. I was dreading reviewing this one the most out of anything we've done. Wow. What about you, how are you guys feeling about it? I uh, had a bit of that only because this has been an incredibly busy time. So to set aside the two hours, and it's like, you know it's a classic, but again, it's a 70s movie still, and it's just like, we've all grown up with this movie, so you, there's so many knowable parts. It's like, oh yeah, I gotta re-familiarize myself with it, which is hard to get as excited about as like, discovering something the first time or seeing something maybe for the second time that you haven't seen in years. It's like this movie's pretty present in all of our yeah. lives. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we did the damn thing. We did indeed. Uh, and this is the finale. So I hope that intro made you all excited. Oh, yeah. God, I couldn't God, wait. God, I couldn't wait. Yeah. Uh, well, sweet. I mean, we'll see, we'll see if that plays out in uh, what we actually talk about. All right. So the film that we are deciding if it stays or it gets knocked off the pedestal today is Jaws. Some context, this film came out in 1975. It was the number one highest grossing film of its year. Have any of the other films on our list been the number one? No, I don't think so. Nope. They're usually in the top five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, except for maybe Space Jam, I think. Or Garden State. Yeah, th- that, was, that was out there. But anyway, this was number one in 1975. Any guesses for the other four, fellas? 75. Yeah. Is it other not even? Are we? Like, no, you'll know them. The only the, so number coming in at number five is Grizzly Adams. Okay. <laughs> is Midnight Cowboy on there? It's not. Huh. Have you guys seen Grizzly Adams? I uh, hear he has a beard. Uh, he does have a beard. <laughs> I've never seen that film. <laughs> it's a Happy Gilmore reference. Uh, I've, I've seen the other three films uh, though. Cuckoo's, that, Cuckoo's Nest was that seventy five? That is on the top five. So number four, Dog Day Afternoon. Okay, I was just gonna yeah. say it's Pacino one. Uh, number three on the list is Shampoo. All right. Warren Beatty. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the late Carrie Fisher. Uh, and number two, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes. Nice. And Jaws was the number one grossing film of 1975. It made $260 million domestically, $470 million worldwide on a budget of, any guesses? I'm going to say three mil. Three mil. I'm always oh, t- wait, that shark. It's always tough to. It's a damn shark. <laughs> the, the namesake of the film. Oh, wait a second. Well, he's in it for like it's two minutes. It's always tough to pick yeah. budgets from the 70s. Okay, uh, wait, wait. I'm going to say 15 million. Final answer. Uh, 25 million. You're crazy, Pops. The budget of Jaws in 1975 was nine million dollars. I can never pay, I can never wrap my head around <laughs> budgets from back in the day. Yeah, because yeah. like nine million sounds like it's impossible to make a movie of this, like like this with nine million dollars. Yeah, so in 2018, money of literally be impossible. Of course. Yeah. Oh, inflation. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I understand. I'm just saying. Um, I'm not a math guy, guys. I also just want to clarify. I said earlier that you'd be the first one to let anybody know that. That's not true. That was just that was Thank just a joke. Thank you very We're much. We're the first. Clarifying. We're the first. You yeah. clearly are the first. It, it was a joke. It was a jokey cheap shot. That's not even true. So I don't know why I said it, guys. Oh, uh, we all like cheap shots. <laughs> you bastard. So this film, like I said, came out in 1975. Obviously, none of us were born then. Uh, you know. This is one of those movies that, because people consider it a classic, I'm sure our parents or whomever showed it to us by the time we got to, you know, whatever, probably around 10 or I don't know. What, do you, what are your first memories of this film, I guess, with saying? What were your impressions of it? I always wanted to see this movie. And then when I did see it, I was kind of incredibly bored up until all the shark parts. And then I, I it, then it worked for me. How old do you think you were? 
I was I know I was getting a I was baby getting babysat. <laughs> I was a baby. Yeah, I was, first of all, I was having my first sexual experience, so I was <laughs> 21. No, it was weird because this babysitter showed me a weird sex video one time. Oh boy! On sexual education. What? Yeah, it was showing like how a man and a woman have sex, but like a cartoon. That's your babysitter. I, did my this babysitter to you. did this. Oh boy! Um, uh, and they also showed me Jaws. <laughs> um, back to back. <laughs> yeah, double feature. <laughs> Uh, wow. You think she is a big mouth. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so then, yeah, I was six. I saw wow. Him. So six wow. is very young for Jaws. Yeah. So I would say. And of course, the cartoon sex video. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. You were six years old when you were shown. She, the parents come home. She showed you what? <laughs> that shark is terrifying. <laughs> but I did see. I saw Fantastic. Uncle Buck and then the sex video. And then Jaws all in one no, day? No, 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 no. Jaws was a different You thing. had an incredible attention span wow. for a six-year-old. <laughs> What's the next film? Um, perfect impression of young Shane. Um, so we, uh, my, we had a huge VHS collection growing up, and we had like one shelf that was all like the, the, like the special edition VHS movies. You always knew they were special edition because there were two tapes. Yeah. So it was like Godfather and Dr. Zhivago and all this. And Jaws was one of the two tape ones. So obviously, like, it just looks like it's a really important movie, like, on the shelf. Ooh, I don't remember it being a two tape movie. Because, because. Like, Titanic was a well, two tape movie. Titanic was a two tape movie. Titanic was two tape out of uh, necessity because it was so long. But Jaws He's had saying this- this was a special edition, meaning his family liked Jaws so much they went out and purchased. It was like a making of the original. So this is like original yeah. Jaws didn't come in. This was a special features VHS. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. This I, was I like a special on, yeah. edition. Oh yeah. So and so I would say in I didn't try watching it for the first time till I was probably like twelve, thirteen, somewhere around there, and I got probably halfway through the movie and thought maybe just the first tape and said. This movie is incredibly boring and I can't finish this. And I think I tried it again a few years after that. And once again was like, this is so boring. Like I just I so I never remembered having like a full sit-through watch as a as a young person because every time it's too it was boring like for stop, kids. It was like a stop like start stop. Like every time I'm like, oh, this is too boring. Hmm. So I didn't really actually fully watch it all the way through until for the first time until like five years ago. Yeah. That was the first time I really sound like what are, like I really do have to like put aside what 13-year-old me thought of this movie and really watch it. Give it a go. Yeah. Uh, we. I don't know how old I was. Like, I'll guess around that 12 age, something like that. Like, around the age where my brother and I started going to the video station, is what it was called, across the street, and, like, renting movies and sort of having a bit of, like, independent, like, our own agency as far as, like, deciding what we wanted to watch. And I remember we watched Jaws, and I don't necessarily have a, a memory of the first one, like, spe- like, like, a strong, like, I remember being enthralled by it like by the shark and like the, the the thrills and the idea of something being in the water and becoming sort of obsessed with sharks the way that like i think a lot of sort of young people do like it's either dinosaurs or sharks or whatever the unknown and greg and i my brother we went on like a crazy like we rented all the sequels like we rented like two three like three has like michael kane one of them is michael kane but like we loved the whole shark dynamic and the sort of attacking sharks did so you like the sequels or are you like a sequel yeah but the thing is it's like as kids we liked it we just wanted the thrills it's like so i don't have i guess what i'm saying is i don't have like a critical thought as a kid of the first jaws like i, I don't remember thinking it was too slow like i remember thinking like it was so good that we wanted to get all the sequels like we were it, it did its work on us as far as like the you know the kind of like right. the thrills that it gives a young person and then obviously like being scared to like go with swimming like even in a lake even did like it no make you scared 100 like, yeah yeah my brother and i were like yeah for sure it it worked at whatever age i want to say 12 maybe i was like eight or not i don't know but did you have a shark tooth necklace <laughs> <laughs> much later and i had a pukushu necklace yeah. did you actually have a shark tooth necklace of course i didn't no 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 y- you didn't have one i did, did not. you like i had a shell yeah of course necklace. anyone who's ever been to florida yeah, gets a shark tooth i've never tra- we never traveled as kids so oh, i did, wouldn't okay. have got one i would i'm like if they had them up here like i would have got a shark tooth necklace i loved it yeah so th- the first time we saw it you thought it was boring. You also thought it was boring. You didn't yes. watch it like five years ago. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really revisited other than just like scenes here and there. Uh, but we went through a Jaws phase is what I'll say. But without having a critical thought about the first movie. Like I remember thinking like, God, this is taking a while. I just remember being into all of them and going right. on a renting spree. Um, so now we've all rewatched it again in its entirety. Uh, so I guess we're going to start like we always do with the case for keeping it on the pedestal. Mm-hmm. So fellas, what did we like? What is the best scene? What do we think is the best performance? I guess we'll start with what we liked about this movie. Uh, I think Shane already said it straight out. All the shark stuff 
even even like now it's whole it's fantastic when they the 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 woman at the beginning getting flashed around that kid getting killed the first like like it like out like in like when everyone's splashing around he's on his inflatable yeah thing. man when you see just like a big fin and the blood is put pouring mm-hmm. out I'm, I, I was like holy shit like i d- do not remember it being that fucking vicious and crazy <laughs> The first note in my observation is can't believe they killed a kid in the first 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, and a dog. I don't <laughs> think, that, like, even now that would be somewhat taboo. Was that in the first 15, though? It well, was pretty, pretty early. Close, yeah. Okay. Like, pretty early. You still don't see the shark for a very long time, but that's right. like. But you see a hint of the, of the fin. The and flop. The, yeah, yeah, man. And it's but still, just they killed enough. a kid. Like, oh, it was yeah. like. And like a fountain of blood. Like, you just it don't was do demands. that in movies. Yeah. It was and a the, pretty good kill. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I would say pretty so that when like every time that there that that we are getting into the proof of concept, the jaws, the the shark stuff, the guys on the dock and they get pulled in and the dock is chasing them. Every time there's shark related stuff, I was like totally keyed in. It was like really, really, really well done. And it had a uh, a, a more relaxed pace than a typical like blockbuster film. Mm-hmm. Like this feels like a film film. It doesn't feel like some bullshit popcorn movie. Cheap thrills, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, that's a uh, thing I uh, really appreciated about it, too. I completely agree. I agree. I, I think that, like, for me, you know, like, if, if the knock is, like, that the movie might be a little boring or something, or what's the whole thing? The shark doesn't show up for the first, like, 37 yeah, minutes. Yeah. There's some fact about it. But watching this again now, I was completely impressed with the storytelling and the acting and the pacing and like the story of the town, not wanting to shut the beach for their own sort of like monetary reasons. And him, this new cop from New York trying to like make his mark, not wanting to disrupt their ways. Like I, to me, I loved all of that. Like I I thought that that was, um, it just handled really well. I was really into it and it just made the shark scenes that much better. Cause like, Oh yeah, we're also still in this thriller where there's this kind of menacing force. Uh, but I dug all the small town shit and his struggle to sort of try and exert his authority mm-hmm. and shut the beaches down. The mayor, the mayor is a, he's a cartoonish villain, but he was a great, like it was, it was very like Stephen Kingy where there's like clearly this monster over here, but there's this human element. That's really actually the bad guy, at least for the first half. Of sure. The he's kind of the antagonist, Yeah, but understandable. And they ended up giving him kind of like a pretty sympathetic out. Oh, when he said, I have kids there too, or something? Yeah. yeah. Like, like you know how we always talk about like how like the best movies present characters not as like black and white, like yeah. a villain or a good guy? Like he's it's all in PTSD. The gray. Giving him just that scene alone is kind of like a, a good way of sort of, I think, like giving that character a little bit more Yeah. Although he should go to jail for like the rest of it. <laughs> no. Yeah, the town should be sued like, through the act. But, but no, the, Steven Spielberg was kind of uh, making it seem like sharks are very dangerous creatures when, when in reality there's very few shark attacks right. a year. i'm kind of on the mayor's side because if some guy kind of like a conspiracy theorist type guy's like no it was a shark man i'm telling you you'd be like yeah the the odds of that actually being a shark are slim especially the the town had a history of boats mm-hmm. killing people so and, and mangling them in the uh sure. the rudders there was a plausible so I, I don't think that that man was evil. I think he no, was no, like, no. I just mean the negligent, not evil, but understand. I don't think he was even. You that think being, he was being pragmatic? Yeah, it's uh, like when when your friend goes missing, like you have to wait forty eight hours. But in a film, they'll make the police seem like assholes to be like, "Ma'am, we have to wait." And it's like I know my son's gone missing or my friend is gone. But missing. the million other times, really, the, the person's coming back. Exactly. So I felt like they did humanize the mayor in a a more real way than you might actually think. Yeah, the we mayor, as the audience know it's the shark, so we're going to hate the mayor. Yep. He had a killer line, the mayor. It was a great way to introduce him where he goes, where he's like taking him aside and he's like, look, look, look. You yell barracuda. Everybody says, huh? What? You yell shark. We've got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. You say shark, we have a panic. His, his point being like, it's like, what? don't jump to the strongest thing immediately. Just tell people it's something else for now. So it was understand. And on top of that, I've, I've been to enough small towns to know that legitimately they are really worried if we don't get the summer money, this could like oh, kill the Oh, it's their the whole town. economy. It right? is an actual problem. He's not just being some greedy asshole. It's a real, actual thing. If they don't get this summer money, like this t- little town is toast. Yeah. Um, I thought the uh, performances were amazing. I thought Roy Schreider was amazing. I thought uh, Richard Dreyfus 
He you was, know, I love Richard. Dreyfuss he's he's so great, and it's like those performances and those like idiosyncratic things, and he's like kind of a really bold performance. And obviously, the Robert Shaw character is quite a character. Yes. Uh, for me, it all it all really worked. Uh, and I don't actually have when Robert Shaw makes his appearance as like the you know, and he scratches the. Uh, Yes. Oh my God! I hate that part. <laughs> I had, didn't I seem like did he prepare this monologue in advance? But anyways, maybe I, we'll uh, <laughs> well, I, I wrote down. It's more. It's my observation because I didn't really have it as bad or good. But I just said like hands on the chalkboard are, like are so iconic. I'm like I can't tell anymore if it's cool or cheesy. I'm like like I don't know if that scene and then him being like I'll tell you about the show. It was that was a different film for a bit, and he was a different character. Yeah, he became a lot more real. After that scene, I he know. seemed like uh, that's what the Simpsons character is based on, obviously, right? Which it feels one? like almost the every fisherman sea character, the sea captain. Oh, really? It has to be. I, I didn't know that. Is I, that not obvious? Okay, maybe maybe I'm just. I hadn't thought about I feel, that, but I, I understand. Feel like the, uh, Pete, whatever that guy is, he's he seems more goofy, whereas this guy feels a lot more like a John Wayne of the ocean. Yeah. Okay. But you totally could be right. No, I I feel like. I mean, I might get into how I feel about Robert Shaw maybe later on, but uh, he used to babysit he, you. He and had show you some. Weird videos. He had, like I'll say, like his to jump forward plot wise when he did the whole Indianapolis when he when I first was watching it on my rewatch last night I was actually a little bit like what is he saying is like drunken his speech oh my god so yeah. I don't know what the hell he was saying so I admit so I actually went out of my way to rewatch it again today with headphones on so I could actually that's so make out what he's saying funny I had the exact same experience <laughs> yeah. where I was like I'm going to re-listen didn't to that. he like deliver the bomb to Hiroshima or that's, something? yeah the idea of they were bringing the bomb but then like they the something hit the boat and then almost everyone on on the boat was eaten by sharks but they still did the bomb delivery yeah yeah so that so the upon rewatch i really enjoyed it not having to like key in but in the moment of watching i had no idea what the hell he was saying really yeah. i didn't which yeah. made it realistic because yes, it did it was, seem like a real story because it wasn't so perfectly told which is why i was yeah, giving it, it a like benefit a of the doubt to watch and it when, and once i watch it again like it was there's a reason why it's known as one of the like greatest monologues ever like that's how people talk about it at least and so it's it's and it's the one on the boat, not in front of the chalkboard. No, not in front of the chalkboard, and on the boat where he's because yeah. it really, it really like, really for the first time, it makes me understand this guy, which I guess mm -hmm. is supposed to be the point of why this guy is so like nuts. Like it's this sort of like Captain Ahab, like like redone for the seventies. I yeah. love them showing off the scars. Yeah, that was a great scene, yeah. and it was the one guy's looking for to see if he has anything yeah. to show, but he doesn't. Like that was really funny, like legitimately laugh out loud funny. Absolutely, and just kind of observation, and like that's being copied a lot going mm -hmm. forward. You know, like whether it was like Lethal Weapon with uh, Mel Gibson and Rene Russo. Oh, yeah, and, right. Like people, that kind of been repeated going forward. I, I remember, like as I was watching, because I'd forgotten about that scene. I'm like, oh my god, this scene's so great, and. Uh, I, I think you nailed it when you say like for the movie for a movie that's considered like the first blockbuster, right? And like this sort of like thriller and 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 I like you said, it's like a real 70s movie. There's drama in there. You know, he's like a guy that's concerned about his kids. There's that great moment where his son is imitating his faces and just like mm -hmm. little human touches. Like when the uh the mother of the Kittner boy, he was the one that got eaten, she's in all black and mourning. Oh, yeah. And she comes up and she smacks him and she's like I just found out <clears throat> That a girl got killed here last week. And you knew it. She's really slapping him, too. I was reading that as well. Like, she was giving it to really? him. Really? Yeah. Well, like, that that could be from any... That could be from, like, ordinary people. Yeah. You know, like, that's real sort of drama performed well. And it's like, you understand where she's coming from. You feel terrible for him. You watch the mayor just kind of... He knows. The mayor knows he's the one that made the call. And he then kind of apologizes, like, it's, it's not true. And then Roy Schreider's like, it is true. Anyway, my other question, though, was like... Is the Kittner boy, like, is his mom a single parent? Like, who was that old guy walking with her? I, she, I imagine that was her, like, 80-year-old husband? I guess. I mean, I guess. <laughs> like, why I was not? like, what's the dynamic here? Like, why is just a number, so Mike? Old? Come on. <laughs> I guess. Uh, but anyway, I, there was a lot of moments like that and touches like that that, like, really worked. I like the friendship, like, the, the partnership between Roy Schreider and... Uh, um, Richard Dreyfus. You know, when they got to cut the snake open, or not the snake, the shark open, and they're kind of drunk, and just, mm -hmm. like... All of it worked. All for the me. drinking scenes were really well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the wife, was, I, I thought, I thought Schreider's wife was great. Like she didn't feel like a nag, or like she felt like a true partner. Mm -hmm. Like, well, you've you've touched on it a few times. In that, what's really cool about this movie is that it's taken this like idea of like a nineteen fifties 
like monster movie, like the blob or them or one of those like Roger Corman kind of like silly 50 sci-fi movies. And then it treats it with the kind of gravita that you would give like French connection or, or, or the getaway or some of these other, other. So it's like, it's a true seventies movie, but with like a weird, like what's a 25 foot shark that's eating people. And yet somehow it's treated completely straight faced and serious. Yeah. It's different. It's, and it's, and I think it's, that's a big reason why it became like a blockbuster because it sort of married these two things. Right. It's kind of like how risky business did that with like the teenage mm-hmm. film genre. Oh Treat, yeah. 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 Uh, the score is fucking unbelievable. Obviously, it's hard to separate yourself. But all I kept thinking as I was watching, I'm like, it's like any movie. I'm like, okay, so Spielberg does this movie. They cut it together. They throw it over to John Williams, and they're like, "Here you go, man. Like, make something." Mm-hmm. Like, does that score become iconic to us because the movie's so popular, or is the movie so popular in part because the score is so good, like chicken and I mean- egg sort of thing? I think the movie would be popular regardless. Right. But that score is always synonymous with shark attacks. Right. Like and you he, can't think of that without thinking of that film. There's just so many interesting choices. Like when the shark ultimately dies, there's almost like this whimsical music mm-hmm. that plays, like this majestic sort of like, it, it was. it's not the music you would expect to play as the shark sank sort of to the bottom of the mm-hmm. ocean. Like there's just yeah. so many interesting choices that went beyond. Dun, 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 dun. Like the whole film all the way through, I just thought like, this is like everything. There was some whimsic there. You are right. There was some weird whim, not in a bad way yeah, at all. Like it, it worked like it's some, it's eight. It's, it's the, the best part of, to me about the score was that it had this simplicity to it. And so you immediately keyed in from like the first like minute, this score means the shark. And now this movie, which is all about building tension the entire time uses the score like against you so many times. Mm. So if you're watching everyone on the 4th of July and you start hearing, <laughs> even though, it, and it turns out to be those two kids with, that was a great scene. The two kids got with the guns, like, but you believe that everyone's threatened because you have now been conditioned that I hear this music, someone's going to die. Yep. So, so it's, it's using, it's, it's not just background music anymore. It's actually part of the plot. It's, it's a huge thing that John Williams is incredible. He's, he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest. What other films has he done? Like every Steven Spielberg movie. He also did Star Wars, did all of Harry Potter movies. He did home, he did home alone. Wow. Um, Star Wars theme alone, right? So so he's just goat, man. Um, iconic moments in the movie. Uh, you're going to need a bigger boat. I feel like there's so many like lines and things that you remember. I mean, that was one I wrote down, uh, obviously the scratching on the chalkboard. Mm-hmm. Anything else stand out to you guys while you're watching going like, Oh yeah. Like this has either been spoofed, imitated, repeated ad nauseum, like part of the zeitgeist. Like it's just become part of the fabric of pop culture. I mean, the, the idea, like I just said, the idea of the two kids like holding like a fin going through the water. Martin, it's just a hoax. There are two kids with a cardboard fin. Now, the, when I watch it, I almost immediately thought, oh, that's obviously going to be someone with like a fin on their back or holding up with it because it's just been repeated like so many times. Speaking of that scene, though, like, do you not think they would have shot at it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like those I was kids thinking that been shot. that was too dangerous of a <laughs> prank. Yeah, like oh, those yeah. kids should have been shot. Absolutely. The way that that shark had been going about its business, it's yeah. like you're not going to wait for the shark. <laughs> what are you waiting to ask it questions for it to pop its water. head up? I actually did not like the uh, that scene at all for that very reason. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was like, you know what? That does yeah. make sense. I didn't even think about that. Well, I was just like, what would they be waiting for? For the shark to just walk onto the land? Yeah, and- it's like they know it's a person. They're like, freeze! And the shark's like, I'm actually a shark. <laughs> like, <laughs> Shane just stood up out of his chair and did a perfect oh, shark coming out of the water. Impression. Yeah, so my spidey senses went out. I was just like, wait a second. I'm like, they would have shot that fin the minute they caught up to it. Of and course. probably well before, like for what the shark had done. I mean, the woman at the beginning getting throttled around. I feel yeah. like I laugh at it because of Ace Ventura. I know. <laughs> so I know. it's almost hard First not thing that came to, to my mind. look at it and not like, think Ace Ventura. I don't Ace know Ventura. a lot about shark attacks, but I'm assuming they don't pull you around like <laughs> above the water But like, like why is she at the surface for so long? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but that's being, more than uh, things I hate. Territory. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> okay. But and I don't know about about things that have been parodied. But I mean, again, all the shark stuff. When he when uh, Robert Shaw gets eaten by the shark, that is like crazy. It's like thrilling. It is a very thrilling. Like he's come. Like when. Like the, to me, that is like the iconic. That's what I remember the most. That's the thing that stuck out to me when I first did my full watch. Like this shark comes up onto the boat, destroying it. Guy like comes down into it, kind of like wills it into his mouth and crushes him to death and pulls him under. Right. Iconic, like amazing. Okay. 
Well, anything else we really like before we move on to what we thought was the best? Do we best? want to talk about best performances? Do we have a Oh, we're vote getting on... there. We're getting okay. there. The things we really liked? Uh... Yeah, I think we nailed it. Yeah. I mean, other than, I mean, in general, the fact that this is a movie and that in 1975, that looks and feels like a modern movie. There's, that's, a, to me, a big thing that I don't feel I see a lot in 70s movies. I'd agree with that. If you remade that movie today and you wanted, like, it would look and be remarkably similar. Just the, yeah. the, the fashion would change on the beach. Yes. And exactly. the technology of it, I, th- but I think. But the quick cuts and the things and, 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 the, and the different techniques that Spielberg had like, used and, and obviously the, the, his whole crew was very modern, very ahead of its time. What do you fellas have as the best scene in the film? I think the kid getting killed was unbelievable. I mean, God, the, 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 whole, the whole climax was pretty good. The whole climax, everything kind of leading up to the shark blowing up. Right, was pretty taut and pretty like it had it. It had me. I was I was I was locked in. But the kid, the, my biggest reaction came from the kid getting eaten for sure. Right, I enjoyed them drinking on the boat the most. You want to drink? Drink your leg. I'll drink to your leg. Okay, so we drink <laughs> our legs. <laughs> yeah, it just felt like uh, you know it was like a real scene of people drinking, and you felt like you were like a fly on the wall. It didn't feel like it was necessarily totally plot driven. I and also like the antagon how uh, Robert Shaw was he was he would antagonize the sort of college educated Richard Dreyfus character so much. Like mm-hmm. that just added another layer of sort of like character development that you're like, yeah, I, I kind of buy that. But then them ultimately sort of bonding and coming together. Yeah, over and the it feels like stuff. if you're gonna like all kill this shark together, you need to bond and know yeah. know who you're dealing with. Yeah, love that scene too. Uh, I'm I'm with Johnny. I think basically starting with uh, now that um, uh, Roy Schreider knows that there's a shark in the water and he's now on the beach in his t-shirt with his family and he's watching everything that he's looking out at in the water, he thinks might be the shark, right? Mm -hmm. And this is obviously before the, the Kittimer boy goes down, but it's just like the suspense of that scene and his concern and not listening too much. And then I think the dude comes up and he's like, you really got an awful hat, Harry, or some line. It's a, that's it's felt- a real bad hat, Harry. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> but then Harry's super offended. I'm yeah. like, that's kind of funny. And-, and there's also, there's the shot. There's the big parallax kind of. That's, that's right. In that scene yeah. as well. It was just a very Vertigo well shot. done. Yeah. And it was sort of the, the everyone's walking by and the cuts with the water. It was just a very perfectly paced, well done scene that climaxes perfectly. Well, it's like that. It's like Speaking the whole, of the uh, video you were shown when you were younger. <laughs> Perfect climax in that one. The, uh, the... You know that it's that there's that uh, Hitchcock saying where it's like if you put a bomb under a table and you show the audience and you don't have it go off, it's way more stressful than if you just have the bomb go off. But you know something's gonna happen. You know something. So us as the audience watching this, that's all I kept thinking. I'm like, man, Spielberg's like really in control for a director that's like 27 years old doing this kind of for the first time. It's his second feature, and it's like third shit. feature, I believe. The I would, second major feature. Right. Right. But yeah. Anyways. I'm just, I was just so impressed with like his ability to fucking build a film like this well. It's like, where's the real roadmaps? You know, obviously he's a student of film, but it was just like, man, right. like we hadn't seen anything like that at that point. Mm-hmm. So that scene for me was the best. Uh, who do we have as the best performance in this film? God, to me, it's kind of a no brainer. Wow. Uh, well, who's not going to say Richard Dreyfus? Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Uh, I was, right. yeah. I, th- I thought you might go with Robert Shaw. No. <laughs> like, no, he's. Good in he, a funny character. He's probably the most way. memorable character. Yeah, he's. I guess he's like. Uh, he's kind of like an unrealistic version of the drill sergeant from. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think called? he might Full be, Metal Jacket. He might right. be memorable for not all the best reasons, but Richard Dreyfuss is memorable for the best reasons for being this. The moment he shows up in the movie, he's like infusing it, the movie it with just energy. Gets better yeah. when he shows up. I'm like, like okay, I kind of like this now. Yeah, and he reminded me of. I mentioned Risky Business earlier. You know um, Booger from Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He reminded me of like a handsome version of Booger. Even his voice <laughs> and everything about him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he, he owned the role. He came in like this enthusiastic oceanographer and kind of a bit of a know-it-all, but his chemistry again with uh, Roy was amazing. Like, it, yeah. it worked. Yeah, and I'm not it. sure if the lines were written for uh, Richard Dreyfuss or if he altered the lines or what, or if he's improving. But every line felt natural coming out of his mouth. Yeah. There was actually, there were a couple times where I was watching him deliver. Maybe it was when they were having the wine with the wife and they're sitting down. He's trying, he wants to cut the shark open and so he brings over some wine. They caught a shark, not the shark. Not the shark that killed Chrissy Watkins. 
and probably not the shark that killed the little boy. I just remember thinking as he spoke, I was like, he's not talking like a guy reading lines at all. Yeah, yeah. Like he, it's like he paused to think about what he was saying next, but the way you would think about, you're thinking about what you're saying next. Oh, and when he's uh, actually examining uh, the shark in the body, <laughs> and he's oh. so disgusted, oh. he's like, oh, can I have a glass of water, please? And he's like <laughs> trying to talk into his little microphone. That was the and, funniest oh, yeah. scene ever. It, it was felt awesome. like the yeah. only character in a lot of ways, that truly understood what the stakes of this movie were. I felt like everyone else was sort of like, oh, it's a shark. And he's like, no, you don't understand. He's kind like, of the audience. Yeah, he's like, no, you don't get it. Like, the, the, the size of its mouth that would do this. Like, this is insane. The scene with the coroner where he goes and looks at the girl's ravaged body, and he's like, this was not a boat accident. And he's like clearly indicting this other doctor, this other professional, mm -hmm. basically yes. saying, you know better. You know, he's kind of shaming him. Like, that scene was, I'm like, yeah. like you said, the movie got a lot more juice the minute that he well, showed up. Well, I mean, up. the moment he shows up, he says the thing I was thinking for almost the whole time is like, have you called the Coast Guard yet? And I was yeah. like, yeah. Have you called the Coast Guard? Like, <laughs> have you really not reported this to anybody yet? And he's like, again, I guess you're right. He is like the voice of the audience because he kept saying the things that I wish people would say in this movie. But I do agree with Shane, whereas it's like, in any other town, in any other situation, normally he would seem like a fanatic. You know, and oh, yeah. the mayor would say it's an isolated thing. Like he's the son. shark's going to move on. Yeah. And so like in some ways you kind of do understand the town just being like, it's like these things don't happen. It'll go away. And then only when it became undeniable that there was this. Like, yeah, it's a really weird thing that's going on. Only us as the audience know it's real. And that's what's frustrating. Yes. Like if I saw a ghost right now, you guys would never believe me. That's right. But if I was in a movie, the audience would be like, believe Shane, trust me, you get your lives. Yeah, depend but if a on ghost. It tore up a child with a fountain of blood with everyone watching. I believe at some point you would believe something happened. There might I be an think everyone would need to see it, though. That they, that kid was killed in pretty broad daylight. I don't think. Anyways. Yeah, at that point, they knew there was a yeah, shark, that's, right? That's, yeah. yeah, it was after that that that's when, that's when Richard Dreyfuss shows up. Yeah, I, I you know, it's, well, it's interesting the idea about movies like that, like or like any kind of movies about the idea of accountability and how we view that in like the modern world. So for instance, like, our minds immediately were like, why isn't anybody, like everybody would sue the hell out of that city. Mm -hmm. Is that a mentality that even would have existed then when that movie was made? Oh yeah, I was thinking there was probably there, not. There was a thing yeah. where I kept thinking, like, where are all like the hundreds of reporters and people descending on this town immediately? And then I was like, I even like wrote down, I'm like, you know what? Like, take a step back. Like in 2018, we've course, gotten to that point. But in 1975, something could happen in a small town ongoing for months, and no one might ever actually know about it unless people willingly put it out there. In this day and age, I think it could be buried. Of course. Yeah, I guess so. Well, right? What we've done is we've come to a point in this age where it's like, how come nobody did anything? But I think it takes a long time to get to that point for any kind of thing. Like, yeah. so it's like, so the idea of it's right. like, I mean, like Flint, those working conditions were unsafe. It's like, well, things have to happen in order for us to understand. Like Flint is a pretty major city and you can yes. have like, like poison in the water for years. And I didn't, I didn't know about it for years and years and years. Right. You know, I guess you're right. And who's being held accountable still. Right. Yep. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So best performance, we all agree, Richard Dreyfus. Oh, yeah. So, guys, we are moving on to the reasons to potentially knock this off the pedestal. So we are going to find out what has aged badly, what was bad even then, and what are the things that we see as flaws now. Okay, what's the running time of this film? Anyone know that? Two hours. Two hours. Okay. It's just over, actually. It's like two Did or four. Did it feel like it's, six it felt, or seven? It felt like two and a half minimum. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's... I would have made this movie an hour and a half, like... I dig the whole anticipation thing, but come on, I'm bored out of my mind. There were some huge swaths. I, I felt like I thought I felt the same way I felt the first time in the last rewatch that for massive swaths movie is so boring. Just and boring. Uh, like this is like cheating, and I hate to admit this, but I did not make it through the film. Oh wow! I know, I know, but here's my out here. Okay, he was I, watching a cartoon sex education film. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in there? Nothing. Taking a shit. But I had seen this a special screening of this uh, like six months ago. Okay, so I was like, I still have it there. Right. So I watched the first half, and I have horrible insomnia. I never fall asleep to a film. I felt <laughs> I fell asleep to this movie. Then I'm like, I'll watch it in the bus to work. Watching it on the bus, fell asleep again. Yeah. So, yeah. The first half in particular. I just before... like, the, like the biggest indictment on a film can be, I have horrible insomnia, but this film did the trick. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> my shit, man. That's what it is. But I mean, Jaws. to me, what you're describing is my, when I was young, like when sure. I was younger, yeah. it's almost, 
identical. I feel like every time I tried to watch it, I just sort of just faded out mm -hmm. and I faded out and it's like, and this movie didn't grab me in any particular way. And it just sort of, just kind of, if I didn't know I must watch Jaws because everyone loves Jaws. I would, if I, if it didn't exist in this zeitgeist, I would never have made it all the way. I, I, mm -hmm. I completely understand. A hundred percent. As weird as it is to say. And you're not going to like me for this, but I don't like the shark. Oh. Like, like when, anytime I see I mean, the I'm not going to. Anytime I see the shark, I'm like, oh, I wish I didn't see the shark. Yeah, I understand. He, sometimes the rubbery it, parts Sometimes it looks so fake. I was felt embarrassed I for Spielberg. I don't mean to say that the shark itself was the best part. I meant to say the shark scenes were the best parts. That's, well, yeah, when you yeah. mentioned him eating, the shark because eating Robert in Shaw. Lieu of other better parts. And I feel like, I feel like it would be one of those movies where I would like fast forward. Like, like I think a lot of people might have done that, rented this movie, fast forward to all the thrilling parts and kind of ignore that there's like 45 minutes of just sitting and talking sometimes. Uh, I, so for my one, I, when the shark's jumping on the boat and shit like that, like it's a little ridiculous. Like when, like sharks, like this shark's going to jump onto the boat, like get out of its natural habitat. There was just a lot of sort of like things where it was like, okay, like, yeah. Yeah. Like when you were saying that was thrilling, he was I wanted Robert to jump Shaw. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah. he was looking, the shark was looking very floppy and like that where Robert Shaw's dying, he's like, and he's slowly going to me. I thought that was, a I just thought, I mean, visually it wasn't great. I thought it was just a thrilling, like it was shocking to me for having like, Nothing has happened for 40 minutes and all of a sudden out of no it was shocking to have one of your main yeah. characters out of nowhere get killed, I suppose is mm -hmm. where I was going with that. I um for me, I have no problem with the like that front end of the film. For me, other than like a little bit of the character development, the drinking the scars, I think the movie completely slows down once the three of them get out into the water. Like I'm like, I would have cut five minutes of that, like ten minutes of, of them out in the water. Like there's just it's a long time where they're not interacting with anyone but the three of them. And aside from like I said, the scene that I did like. Uh, yeah, I just felt like we were out there for a really long time. That was when I kind of disengaged. But I loved all of the talking and the story and the character development uh, on in the town leading up until them going out to find the shark. So for me, I didn't I didn't get bored um, leading up until the three of them went on to to the quest to fight the shark. When they go on that quest, because yeah. this is what I thought the first time, and I still think it. To me, my biggest problem with this movie, and it might be why it sort of falls apart there, is that. If you have this massive problem and this man-eating shark and this giant thing that is attacking this town and you all agree and how it's happened on the 4th of July, blah, 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 how is the only plan is to take some shitty boat and some maniac that you don't really know all that well? That's the only plan. There's no other plan <laughs> at all. Well, You're going to take this guy you barely know. They don't know him. They, they, all they know is that he's crazy. But his reputation precedes himself. He's the best fisherman in the whole sure. town. But he was sure. boiling shark yeah. jaws when they showed sure, up. I guess. But I just mean that they're just around this all in unhinged <laughs> guy. And then it's the, the chief who doesn't really like the water. And this oceanographer, like, we're, but we're, and they take his shitty boat for seemingly no reason, despite the fact that Richard Dreyfus has like a significantly better boat. It just seems but so. You're like, going to trust the experts' techniques, no matter how arbitrary. I don't know. It's it like just, Rocky with Rocky punching the meat. He could have used a bag. It just it real. It, it felt like like there's no that like this is a giant shark killing people. I think there's I get, no better plan. Here's what you're getting at. Here's what you're getting at. When those kids were doing the prank, they had like the whole patrol out. Yeah, where are all those people? But you're like, when it's time to actually go on the quest for real, yeah. now they know there's a problem. It's like, where's the backup? At the very least, explain to me why. At least tell me that, oh, we don't have the resources. At least tell me something other right. than just, this happened, you signed this ordinance so I can hire that crazy person to go kill the shark. And it's like, that's... Oh, it just seems so Actually, off to me. In defense of the film, yeah, they had the budget for the 4th of July weekend. That's why they had the extra security there. So now they've wasted their budget? Yeah, well, it's beyond the 4th of July weekend, and now this is just a, a quest I for... feel like there would be some federal funds to go... See? that You're thinking in 2018. <laughs> there was a federal government There's in 1975. That so, money needs to go other places, bro. If, there are roads to be fixed, so my if friend. A shark this is Nixon's a, America. But if a shark kills someone, <laughs> is it like the government's responsibility to form yes, a team? Yes, Coast Guard. 100%. It is? They ask in this movie like five times, can we call the Coast Guard? Can we call the Coast Guard? Mm -hmm. at, at the end, Roy Scheider is going to call the Coast Guard and he breaks the radio. Coast Guard, this is the Orca. Do you read me? Coast Guard, this is the Orca. Do you... Excuse me, Chief. Yeah, why'd he do that again? I know, because he's crazy. Because crazy man acts crazy. Because he he's like, no, I got to do this yeah. myself. That was weird. It was really weird. It was it an was odd just, end. It was just, I'm, I'm I, like, 
he just was this, un- I, I really didn't like Robert Shaw's character because he was just so, regardless of whether he's a seeming expert, he's just very clearly a nutbag. Like he's, does he plays it too big that any person who comes near him would believe this guy is so crazy, we can't pin all our hopes on this crazy guy. And like he's acting crazy and Roy Scheider like says to him, you're not going to act like this when we're out on the boat, are you? <laughs> and like Sarah, my wife sitting beside me, she's like, yeah, you're not going to act the exact same way you've been acting literally this entire time, are you? It's like, yeah, of course he is. He smashes the thing. And I don't know. It was just such a weird, so weird. You know, <laughs> this kind of gets to like a bigger logic question in movies anyway, because like I, this is a big problem I had with Prometheus where I'm just like. Why does everybody that gets hired for this mission like some like wild and out there character? It's like, why wouldn't you hire the best scientific minds? Yes. But much like in reality, you get what's available. Do you have like the best bosses around? Do you work with the best coworkers? No. Well, I don't know. You guys are pretty good. <laughs> like, what I'm saying is it's like- we, I know what you mean. We always assume you that it's like- what's available. Yeah. It's like there's 30 NBA teams and there's maybe like- just over half of them have competent coaches, and we all think that there's people that could do a better job. So maybe there wasn't a guy with a boat available that could I'm go just out saying and find the shark. It never got weird to me that no one contacted any kind of higher authority for what is clearly a monster. Maybe the higher authority is like, yeah, we're dealing with five other shark yeah. complaints. So I, I bet so there's so much know. red tape to go through. To yeah. But like, not like you, there's an, hundreds of people watch some guy get barreled over and eaten by a shark, and not one person. The only plan, like everyone else just sort of went away and the only plan was these three bozos in a boat. Hey man, after 4th of July, you go back to your life. I guess. <laughs> what was, and another point, back to like the inflation about what is money worth. When the prize was only $3,000, there was like a football team on a boat. I was like, how are they splitting this? Or is this just for pride? Yeah, it's just for pride. Yeah, that reward was a hot ticket, man. I get it. But then, but then why did everyone stop hunting the shark after? Because they, they found it was the tiger too shark. dangerous. No, they found the shark when the reward was uh, offered. What? So what, what happens? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> they find the tiger shark. They collect yeah. the reward. Everybody goes back to their business. Not everybody knows that Richard I mean, Dreyfus. I mean, the shark. after the Fourth of July weekend. After right. that. Yeah, but if there's not a reward, then what are people in it for? I don't know. It just seems so strange. Right. That I think maybe a the Coast threat. Guard was on it, but they, they had to fill a lot of paperwork. I don't know. It feels like you're filling in gaps that I feel like the movie didn't. Yeah, like, but those you're, are. You're doing work the movie didn't do. Yeah, but that's a gap that I can accept as a film goer. That's a, but, and I will say this, this, is what I was saying about as well. If the movie was more thrilling and less kind of boring if the pace yeah. wasn't i wouldn't i don't know if i'd be thinking about this stuff mm-hmm. i think it's so oh, yeah i had a lot of time to i think. think it's so slowly paced <laughs> i really can take a step back and really and I th- i'm thinking too much like there was an entire conversation i was telling my wife about like in 2018 right now if i wanted to get a hold of an oceanographer and have him come to my small town there's no like i wouldn't even know where to start like I could, I guess I would start emailing people and like, and somehow the chief gets this guy to come down like after a day, it was just like, and again, it's a movie, so I'm not going to start getting, but it's just the fact that my brain, nah, that's can, what you're doing. You know what I mean? That's where my brain is going while they're having these long form conversations in this movie. Do we have anything else that we feel has aged badly or was bad even then, or is flawed? I feel like we've talked about a lot of flaws, things we did not like anything in particular that you guys saw that you were like, God, that's terrible. I mean, we taught, we touched on it earlier, but. Robert Shaw's first speech. Sure. $10,000 for me by myself. For that, you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. It's so iconic, though, I can't even watch it with fresh eyes. Like, I guess. was it cool then? Is it only lame now because everyone's imitated that, like, I'll tell you what's what, and everybody in the room turns around, like, mm-hmm. the gunslinger that knows all. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure it's been done. Like I said, I compared him to, like, a, a, a the Ocean's version of John Wayne, mm-hmm. so that clearly there was a John Wayne before him, but... That, it just felt so big and broad and silly. It just felt silly. Like, like what did this guy, cut? like I said before, what did this guy like write all this down in advance and prepare this monologue to say? Like, it just felt Some so people are place. just well-spoken, though. Like, they can <laughs> that just... That guy, though? The... <laughs> no, but I, there's a lot of people like, like him, like Salty Earth guys, that literally could just go on for mm-hmm. a five-minute monologue confident in what they're saying, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I again, I struggle with that scene because I was like, instinctively, I was like, this is cheesy. But then I was like, but... At some point, people were like, that's a cool scene. Maybe not cool, but certainly remarkable or memorable. And it definitely broke up the monotony a little bit. I was like, okay, this guy's being interesting. Yeah. And it was kind of funny, and I liked the the people's reaction to it and how they considered his $10,000 offer. If this was, if all this was actually happening and you were there, 
Yeah. And this was the 4th of July weekend. Right. And you would show it, plan to go to this town. And yeah. you knew that some kid had died from a shark attack like two days earlier. Right. Would you ever have gone in that water? Or would no. you have allowed your kids to go in the water? It no, because I've seen Jaws and it scared yeah. the shit out of is all it, of us. Is it, that's what I'm wondering. Is, is it, were people just not as scared of sharks back then? I don't know. Like we went on a cruise recently and everyone was saying my wife is going to get Zika. And they're like, oh, someone just died of Zika. If you do that. We still went. All right. So you don't went. care about your kids, I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's, just you just take a <laughs> risk. Like, I, I don't know. You never think it's going to happen to you. Like, people tell me not to drink Diet Coke because I'm definitely going to get cancer. But I still but do But I mean, it. if there's someone who you know got cancer from it two days, like, it just seems like this Look recency thing. Look at smoking. Thing. Everyone smokes. I guess that's you know? true. I it's also so think, visceral. No, but this is the th- that's right. But why? Because of Jaws. I think that the odds of it are so like lightning is more lightning likely. and winning the lottery are like shark attacks. But coconuts because, kill more because people because you've seen Jaws and you're like you are like can you like someone died on that beach like I'll never go in the water. It's because I think we all carry around a collective societal weight that has been that created because of Jaws. Yeah, it is something like I think sometimes I am scared of flying because I've seen so many plane crashes in movies. I can picture it perfectly yeah. in yeah. my head. So maybe you're right. I'm terrified. Maybe. To fly. I don't. Yeah, I, I I don't know if that's true or not. And but, it, but in 1970, if someone's like a kid died on the beach by being attacked by something in the water, you can picture it. But this movie has forced you now. You can. Yeah, I see what you're saying. When I was like 15, I never would have thought getting into like a lake to go swimming or whatever that I would be attacked or like 12, let's say. Uh, but because of this movie. I had an inherent fear of the water. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's the tagline or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and it became a huge thing after, of course. It's a phenomenon, right? Terrified but of the water. I bet you people wouldn't even have thought about a shark attack at all. And now it's probably the first thing people think about when they get in the ocean. It's kind of crazy how much it influenced the way people think yes, about the ocean. Yes, for sure. I will say, I don't think that shark attacks, I mean, in the beginning of the movie, the mayor specifically says, if you say a shark attack, everyone will panic. So I don't think that no one thought yeah, about but shark attacks. Yeah, but, but, but bear attack would be the same thing, but people still camp all the time. It's a good point. You know what I mean? It's like, I bet you we could go and look back in the last, in 2017 and see how many bear attacks there were. Because they're I don't so think that rare. Stopped, would that stop you from going into the woods? No. No, you're right. Anyway. All right. Bears, are, man. Are we, are, bears, man. <laughs> are we getting to it or what? Anything um, else to do be we said want to talk? I mean, I, like, least favorite, I don't know, least favorite performances for me was Robert <laughs> Shaw. Do you guys do you agree with that? Or? No, I liked him. Yeah, I, I liked him. He, he added he flavor and you need that sometimes. So when you say it made it you felt it was making you fall asleep, but you found it. Did you find it boring when you watched it a month ago? Like, did you? Well, what month, made it boring? A month ago, it was like one of those things where uh, it was partic- the audience participated. So people knocked around beach balls and there was like a costume contest <laughs> and people would like do like, no, 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 yell out. And it was a great time. Okay. Uh, and uh, I had a little digression <laughs> about that night that I thought was funny. Uh, I've told Mike this, but. It was in Hamilton, and Hamilton's like a very like real place. Like you know, they they don't bullshit around like they might in other cities. So they had a costume contest, and there was this little kid who came up in a shark outfit, and uh, there was like five little kids in shark outfits, a couple like teenagers dresses like other characters, and there was like this fifty-five-year-old man dresses Richard Dreyfus, <laughs> and uh, there was a person with a microphone at the beginning, and they were like. And what are you supposed to be? And a kid was like, I'm a shark. And everyone's like, oh, and then whatever. They went through everyone. And then the person who won the costume contest was the Richard Trifid. <laughs> so I was like, fuck, yeah. The person who actually was in the best costume won, and they just didn't give it to the little kid. So for that reason, I had such a great uh, for that reason, memory of the, the night. Best. It was it was just fun. It was exciting. And then when it pared down to just the fucking film, I was like, God, this is awful. What wow. about, that's what I'm trying to get to. What about it in, like, made you feel it was so boring? Like, what elements of it? I, 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 awful I, is strong. I, I, we were talking about this on the pod, uh, like the Michael Much podcast the other day, that maybe my brain is fried from social media, that I'm always, I'm always refreshing my social media even when there's nothing. So it's like... I'm always expecting excitement or stimulation, and I don't think this movie is for this time period. I guess, but there's some pretty slow-paced 70s movies that I still really... Like, I don't know But if- sometimes I can be stimulated by a slow film that has amazing character development that's like... I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. I'm interested even in a slow pace. Was it a lack of a character development and more like these are characters in the story? And like, I did notice that as well. Is there a, like, I guess Roy Scheider went from a guy who 
doesn't like water to maybe I was wrong when he's paddling away at the end. But I mean, like, is the fact that there really isn't a lot of arc with the characters? They were really going like repeating the same shit like, oh, a shark book. Sharks are dangerous. Oh, we're learning about sharks. Oh, reiterating. Oh, the beach people. And it was like nothing new. It was the same scene over and over and over again, just in different ways. And cut half an hour off this film for the love of god like why is it two hours i feel like i paused it at one point after like one scene and i said i feel like the word shark has been said like 72 times in the last three minutes like it just feels like shark 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 and i was like okay like it was it was it was grating it was grating on me well it just reminded me the, the boredom actually <laughs> reminded me of other boring things i was like what else sucks hockey <laughs> Texas, <laughs> baseball, <laughs> baseball, <laughs> like all these things in your mind. <laughs> yeah, it, that that's a good. It reminded me of because baseball is fun in the World Series. Yeah, but this felt like watching a regular season baseball game where you're just waiting for that moment where the home run is hit and you get a little bit of excitement. It's yeah. just there's not enough of it. I, home I said before I liked the mayor, and I think you were saying how you liked how they gave him this out, and I actually didn't like that they gave him this out. I just think it humanized. I think exactly. I don't think people are evil, which is interesting. And it's interesting in the moment, but I feel what it did was it really, it removed like a chief antagonist when in other movies you like, you double down on the antagonist or like the, like I felt like the stakes. Yeah, but why does it have to be like every other movie? No, it doesn't See, this, to, is, this is personal I preference. I don't think it has to be like other movies. I'm just saying that it did kept feeling The shark like, is a big enough, I, this is my major issue with Interstellar, if we can jump movies for a second. So space is the antagonist it's intimidating enough to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish in interstellar the minute matt damon shows up and i called him i mean it's like oh god he's like fucking forged the data and then it turned into this bad star trek like ding, 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 ding. and i'm like you didn't need matt damon as an antagonist it's just so cheap and like to me honestly hack so the fact that space to me is is an antagonist stuff, but maybe I'm not like a common like blockbuster film goer. Like so, for me, the fact that the mayor is gray and not just like a money, I'm a pure capitalist. Keep the beaches open. If he's like a he oh yeah, I don't mean to to push him into like yeah. being nuts. I just mean it's, it's like, like I don't even know if it, the the make the mayor worse or anything. It just felt like like I don't know. It, it, it kept feeling like contrivances to push us oh, forward no but life and choices yeah and but, but real con like I, real I agree but it's not i totally agree that theoretically yes but it's kind of boring to watch that's uh, all i can say like it's boring to watch that happen and i, I find agree, it more it's boring. real it's a real thing to happen i will say by the way that matt damon is a personification of space being <laughs> the, the antagonist oh. where it has driven him to this place but if you have space why do you need to personify it right because it's a man who is driven to no, this crazy it's, place. It's I mean, what movie I guys, love Matt Damon it, in that movie. No, it's like people, it's like someone that's like, right, like it's like like film student guys would put it in and they would say that. It's like, no, like you're there to do the mission. It's already challenging enough. They were on a fucking planet that literally, what did it gap, 20 years while they were in the atmosphere oh, of the yeah. planet? Like, man, that's big idea shit. That's like emotional stuff. And then it's like, we're going to cheapen it up with like a bad action but scene. But doesn't that make and it like, more human and no, more real? No, no. That I feels contrived to me. Because that's right. then it starts to feel like movie villain stuff where it's like, no, we need it because it's a movie and people are going to get bored. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess. That movie also has other issues. And, I, and I'll tell it you. It does, but I like Matt Damon in that movie. But I don't know if we have to get into it right now. <laughs> Next season on yeah. the pedestal. First, first that movie. That was the best fight of the season though, <laughs> for, for this show. That was awesome. We saved the fireworks till the end, Usually man. it's me getting in there, but I liked watching you two guys yell at each other. But, okay, I just I just thought of something. Okay, so the mayor says, yeah. I, I have kids there too. That's why you're going to sign this, and we're going to pay that guy what he wants. Martin. Martin. My kids. Well, that beats true. How old is the mayor? Like, <laughs> isn't That's he a like good point. 66? This was an issue with the whole movie. Yeah. Maybe he's an adult children, yeah. like his like 40 year old <laughs> yeah. son. No, no, no. But also, my dad, like, <laughs> my great grandchildren <laughs> wrote there too, man. <laughs> also, the family. So, you remember when the mayor's upset because no one's getting in the water? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. he goes up to that one film, he's like, get in the water. That the was his son. <laughs> <laughs> well, that couple was, I swear to God, 60, but their kids were toddlers. That's weird. It's like, the, oh I, I swear, Steven Spielberg had Maybe a weird like 40 year olds with, looked older yeah. in the 70s. That, I kept thinking they're ravaged by the by alcohol and, and cigarettes. <laughs> That's why I asked about the Kidner mother, like yeah. the widow, because I was like, is that her father walking up in like the morning clothes? Or is that supposed to be her like 90 year old husband? I think Steven yeah. Spielberg, as a 27 year old, might have had aged 
dysmorphia. But he also has, you know, he has weird dad issues, right? I do. Like yeah. crazy. So maybe it actually, maybe when he's casting, he really believes, oh no, the, the, this woman deserves to be with an older guy who's going to take care of her and we'll never run out on her. Like, I mean, like with tiny characters. And maybe he hates exposition. He's like, weird stuff happens in life. We don't need to explain everything. Yeah, I'd accept that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, his kids were on that beach, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it pedestal time? All right. Let's do it, guys. Uh, I'll start because we never start with the V-Man. Um, and I don't think I've ever referred to myself on my nickname in the third person <laughs> on this podcast before. But uh, like I said, to me, I viewed this film sort of, at, on, I'll be honest, like a 70s drama or like sort of a slow, like a like an interesting sort of like, here's our issue. We're going to approach it. It's populated with characters that I found entertaining i did find them authentic like i guess you kind of grade it on graded on like a blockbuster sort of curve for me i think it transcends like blockbuster which is kind of ironic for the first ever blockbuster whatever it's considered um so to me the shark stuff was kind of like very exciting and almost like wow we're really going to another level but i was already in it all the way and like i said i didn't get bored until they went out on the boat and we kind of left the town and those problems and his sort of internal conflict that being said i think the shark stuff's amazing and thrilling and uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed it and I do think it's a classic and I vote to keep it on the pedestal. I would recommend this to people. All right. Oh, All right. you want to go next? Yes, please. Go for it. Just because uh, Mike said it, it's a classic and I absolutely agree. This movie is a classic but I don't want to mix up classic with does it belong on the pedestal mm. because I would say, hey, if you're into classics and you want to know where the seed of everything came from and let's get uh, to film history class kind of thing, which I enjoy. I want to see almost every film ever made. If, if I could, I would. I agree. But as is this film made for this time? Does it stand the test of time? Would I uh, expect my child to watch this movie and be entertained or, or take anything from it? No, because they, they've... They probably just take all the tropes and stuff from like a, a episode of Family Guy, and then they'd just be left with a boring ass movie that I don't think would serve any purpose beyond uh, educational film purposes. So for that reason, I say hell no on the pedestal. And in fact, I put this as the lowest. I, I would kick this actually the furthest away from the pedestal that I could. In Garden State. Well, let's not go nuts. <laughs> yeah, Garden State's obvious. I was keeping that in the pocket. I was like, keep going. Uh, uh -huh. um, yeah, when I when I watch this movie, I find it impossible not to try to make, not to, in my head, make comparisons to Jurassic Park. Because when I, like, that, that Spielberg making, it's almost a, it's a similar beats. It's a, it's a, it is a monster movie, but using a real monster and not some, I mean, dinosaurs being as real as, as, possible compared to like a frankenstein or a dracula and just dinosaurs were real though yeah but i just mean i'm just saying even though it's it's more real it's more Some real Christians to have a shark in a water than <laughs> an, an island where they were breeding dinosaurs from mosquitoes. are you a christian <laughs> what <laughs> uh no i am not no okay continue um <laughs> a uh, and 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 how that is such superior movie and like everyone like that like that is doing it right and it does feel like we look at jaws as a classic because of it's it's steven spielberg's first movie steven spielberg like it's pedigree of course it's like steven spielberg one of the greatest film and, and I, at this point he might even be like underrated because of how um, unbelievable he is and people kind of take him for granted but i mean I, I was sort of comparing it to like if you would only listen to please please me and that's the only Beatles album you listen to and you're forced to say, is this one of the greatest of all time? You'd be like, I see great stuff in it, but I don't know if it's one of the greatest, but it's almost impossible to listen to it without through the lens of, well, the Beatles made this. It's the same thing. So it's, it's, it's very clearly to me, a, a boring and not that great movie that had flashes of brilliance. But uh, like I said, I, if I showed it to, to my kid or some young person, I think they would be bored, like bored out of their minds. And yeah, I would knock it off the pedestal. There you it's, have like, it. it's like Charlie Chaplin, right? Like we wouldn't say Charlie Chaplin's great now, maybe some would, but it's a classic mm -hmm. and it's still, it serves a purpose, but it, it's not the purpose of this show, which is sure. to say, does it belong I think City Lights is one of the greatest movies of all time. So. Okay. <laughs> like you think now? Yes. Like you'd watch yes. it? Okay. 100%. Where's not all book? his movies, but City Lights, yes. 
Well, there you have it. Jaws has been knocked off the pedestal, been replaced by City Lights, a film I don't think anybody but And Interstellar, of course. And Interstellar, except for the shit with Matt Damon. Uh, Ray Allen, if you'd replaced uh, Matt Damon, it might have been a better movie. The best actor of our time, Ray Allen. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys all for listening this season. Again, if you're listening to this first, then it's going to seem weird that we're wrapping this up. But, fellas, I got to say, it's been real nice doing this with you. It's been great. It's been a, a highlight of my week every time we do this. Yeah. Season two, coming maybe. <laughs> that's what uh, your uh, babysitter said to you oh, that was the title coming maybe coming maybe <laughs> all right that's a great way to close things out I don't have a book but I will use my nylon wallet wanna, do you want a book let's try the wallet and then we'll grab the book okay uh, and yeah uh, that's what's, what do I say again that's Here, cool. not, since we've spent all this time here we go well I believe that closes the book on that one. Not sure. <laughs> I like ending on that, yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Wonderful.